This episode of the BXAP Podcast is brought to you by the Detroit Beard Collective. Offering everything you need to take care of your facial hair, shop online at DetroitBeardCollective.com. Take care of your beard, keep it healthy, that way birds don't try to make a nest in it. Shop online, DetroitBeardCollective.com. It's time to get bit by 8-Bit. Hey everybody, welcome to the BX8B Podcast. I'm your host, Jay. This is Chops! And we got Jazzy in the house, of course, keeping us on track. As always, you're listening to the BX8B Episode 82 Podcast. Hey, Jay. Yeah? Do you know 82 is a happy number? I feel like it's kind of happy. Yeah. There's a whole mathematical equation why it's called a happy number, but that's fucking stupid. 82 is actually the name of an arcade club in Los Angeles. Even better. Did you know that? Fuck happy numbers. It's located in the Arts District. It's a 21 and older arcade. I like it. Full bar Mm -hmm. with a rotating collection of over 45 restored playable arcade machines and pinball machines. Wow. And it's first come, first serve. Like, basically, like, there's a line out the door and they just let certain they only let a certain amount of people in at a time do you hear this detroit or the metro detroit area there's a fucking line out the door no because in los angeles i know but i'm just saying someone needs to open one by us oh well yeah clearly it's a popular concept oh yeah it's a very popular concept and their pricing is sweet because the arcade games are 25 cents cockpit games are are 50 and pinball games are 50 that's fair. Yeah, it's it, they're not charging ridic- ridiculous prices. Yeah, because they're making their money off their drinks and shit yeah. too. Fantastic! But I think it's a pretty sweet thing. What's it called again? Eighty two. Eighty two. There you go. Eighty two. I like it. <sighs> All right, guys, it's good to be back. I feel like we've been gone for like a week. Yeah, yeah, we have. Oh, okay. Just well, that's probably just why it feels one week. that way. One week. <sighs> well, let's just get right into it then and talk about. Our sponsor, Detroit Beard Collective. That's right. Go to DetroitBeardCollective.com if you have face fur that looks like Jazzy's. No. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> Here we no. go. Here he we trimmed go. his beard. Uh, he did. I didn't trim my you beard. You did trim your beard. Is there parts missing from your beard that no. was there a week ago? No. Yeah. The bullshit. No. You're straight up lying to me. They're all still there. They're just yeah. not as long as they were. So you trimmed it. Yeah. That's what I fucking he said. Just fucking and I said, are there parts? Himself. Are there parts? It doesn't mean the whole thing. First of all... There's things missing, and you disappointed me. Our oh contract with our sponsor legitimately says... Jazzy Fiddle may not shave his beard, period. <laughs> exactly. Until the end of time. Yeah. Oh, end of time. You can't shave yeah. your beard even like when you're dead. Even you have to have your beard. Right. Even when they're not our sponsor anymore, this is like it, it happens. It's People a binding it's legal binding. contract. Yep. All right. Binding for eternity. Unless the US government is overthrown and we're taken over by SEALs, this contract will still stand. But I believe the SEALs will will keep this one contract. I've talked to some SEALs. They're very interested in yeah. keeping this yeah. contract. So anyways, I'll use the Detroit Beard Collective <laughs> to get this beard back to the standards that you guys really want it to be. I don't know if you ever can. Yeah, it'll it's like It's like painting over the Mona Lisa. It'll never be the same. Well, you, How are you going to use it? <laughs> Explain it to us, because I don't believe you. Um, yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to utilize the 
beard elixir to soften the skin around the areas that I might have or might not have trimmed my beard, and then it's going to allow for more productive hair. I don't even know if that works for real. (laughs) (laughs) Don't really do this at home. (laughs) The first thing you can do is go to DetroitBeardCollective.com and sign up for the beard box. Beard crate. Beard crate. Because you owe them money since you shaved your beard. One. And then you give the beard crate to me. Two. You can't use the offer code BX8B for orders that are 25 Dollars or more for twenty percent off because you shaved your beard. But everybody else can. But everybody else can. That's BXAB offer code. Twenty percent off orders of twenty five dollars or more. That's right. You can't use that. And then you have to give poor, unfortunate children who can't grow facial hair a hug every day. That's what I did with this. No, it I shaved part of it off and then gave it to one of the children so okay, that he could glue it to his face. That's creepy. Yeah, that's like messed up. That's weird. And there's no photographic Should proof. I- You've learned by now that you need photographic <laughs> yeah. proof. Photos oh, or yeah, it didn't happen. Photos or it didn't happen. <laughs> that's right. Anyways, I'm disappointed in Jazzy because now he's just got a chin curtain, and I'm disappointed. Your your beautiful majestic mustache. Oh, I just wanted to sleep in it. <laughs> and you ruined it. You ruined it. Yeah. Anyway, I ordered some more stuff from them before I got banned from using the shirt. <laughs> that is good. It was lucky for you. Yeah. You're lucky I didn't see you sooner. Really pulled that one off smooth. DetroitBeerCollective.com, folks. Go Thanks. there. Support them. And hopefully this tragedy will never happen again. Never happen again. I'm looking at you without <laughs> blinking. It's kind of creepy. It is. My eyes are very dry. Okay, Okay. so guys, uh, thank you to our sponsor, and we're going to get into it. We're going to talk a little bit about what we've been playing lately. So we're going to start with Jazzy, because I have a feeling we might have a different answer than usual. Uh, Jazzy, take it away. Well, I've been playing a few games. I've been playing more Fallout. Um, I've got through the main storyline, picked my ending, so to speak, in my first playthrough, and then went trophy hunting, and I'm up to 91%. And you're going wow. for the plat. I'm going to go for the plat. Going for I the plat. So I've been working on that. Um, I picked up a game that Jay has been talking about called Super Meat Boy, and I don't think I put it down this past Sunday. It was football and Meat Boy all day. <laughs> That's all I did. <laughs> It is super fun, super fun. It, you're a wad of meat, and you got to try to not get cut by saw blades. That's the that's my whole game. life. So that's what I do daily. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> this game is based on my life. <laughs> Other than that, we uh, I came I came over here this past weekend, and we uh, got to play some Star Wars Battlefront, and um, I started off the night with a 1.12 KDA, which I'm thinking, you know, for Jazzy being a mediocre first-person shooter as... It's, no, you don't want to take the... You can take the quotes out. Uh, also, <laughs> also... It's a, just, it's a statement. Let's just get over it. Um, let's just drop the A out of it, because assists don't really matter, and that's the only thing you're holding on to in your life. So it's just KD ratio, and that's it. Assists are just garbage. No, assists are garbage. That's the only reason I'm still around. (laughs) All right? Yeah, even the award they give for the assist, that's a pity award, okay? It's a pity award. It's the the everybody ribbon, the participation ribbon. But this is a great great example of why Jazzy is is one of the best uh, first-person shooters in the BXAP squad. It makes everybody better. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Finish your story, Jazzy. (laughs) That is. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, anyways, I yeah, I started off with a one point one two, and then I dropped down to like a point nine one, and then I real <laughs> then I realized how to use the the little homing rocket shot, and I got a lot better. Okay, so the cheap shot. He's still on the cheap shot. one. Cheated my way uh, back up to almost one. So. <laughs> It is yeah. it is the most garbage. It's, it's funny he says that though because I was uh, flipping through my my trophies the other day to see which ones I need to complete for Fallout Four, and I was like, oh, I wonder which ones I got for Star Wars Battlefront the other day, and it literally is just like honor medal for most assists, honor medal for most assists, <laughs> honor medal for most. Assists. <laughs> Look yep. how good. Don't let JC this. <laughs> <laughs> Delete. Clear. Right. Clear history. <laughs> oh boy, that's oh. what I've been playing lately. Fantastic. So, uh, Chops, why don't you fill us in with what you've been playing? Mostly Fallout. Shocker. Because I'm super sucked into that. Yep. And uh, I, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm taking my time. I just found out you can get an island in the game. I want to go do that. So then uh, this past day, I started playing Destiny again. What? Sci-Fi AJ picked up Taken King. And me and him, or him and I, are going through with linked friends, and we're gonna, I'm gonna show him the ropes, kind of give him an idea of what the game's about, show him some important things in the tower, some kind of game mechanics while we do these missions and get some cool stuff for it. Yeah, the refer a friend program. Yeah, so yeah, some custom gear that you can only get currently through that uh, quest line. Right, right. So he's he was super excited about it. We had some trouble setting it up because he he had the game, he put the game in, did the update. But didn't put the Taken King code in to get the ah, expansion. Okay. So when I sent him the referral, it was erroring. He's like, "Well, he has to play Destiny and Taken King." And we're like, "He's playing the t- he's playing the game. Like, what? why won't it do?" And then we realized it was that. And then we had to resend the code and then resend it for him to be able to do it. So it took a little bit, and it, you all you have to do it all through Bungie.net, which is like the fucking worst site in the world. So. Can't do it through the app. Yeah. Hey, Bungie, why don't you just build this shit into the game? Yeah, it's called invite a friend while you're there, yeah. and just for more functionality in the game. Anyways, so we played that. It was a lot of fun. You know, I didn't get too stressed out with it because I wasn't playing any <laughs> Trials of Osiris, and we weren't doing any raids, which is good. And so we did some few missions, and we we're gonna do our next one coming up soon, I think. But it was a lot of fun, and I think AJ had had a good time. I had fun playing with him, kind of showing him some things, and uh, the update for it just came out, so maybe we'll do some of the new stuff. Yeah, it came out as we're recording this. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be live by the time you hear this. Yep. Other than that, I don't think I've played anything else. I think it's just been Fallout and that. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, no Halo Reach this time. Some people... Think I'm a loser for playing Halo Reach? I never said that. <laughs> oh, 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 really? Yeah. Why do you think I'm talking about you? Listen, I all I do is assist, so I was supporting you in this decision. That's oh, my job oh, oh, is okay. the BXAB support. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to share this like conversation the, that was in our private nope. BXAB chat. Nope. No, don't share that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. Okay. Anyways, that that's was what private I've been for a reason. Cool. Jay. Yes. Let's move on. So, <laughs> oh, I see how it is. Yeah, yeah. You're fired. Okay. You'll, you'll fire. <laughs> you'll fire. That was the worst impression I've ever heard. I'm just trying to sound like Hitler. That's right. That's you're, what Trump sounds like, terrible. right? <laughs> All right. Well, I've been playing lately, guys. You'll fire. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Wow. Um, 
I can't control him. I can't. You you give me the job to yeah. keep us on task, um, and then you make it impossible yeah. for me to do so. Right. You haven't even attempted to try. You no. just you stare at him and laugh. You, didn't you even, encourage him to yeah. do this. You don't even like you don't physically stop me either. Yeah. That's the only way to do it. Yeah. You have a water bottle right here. Use it. Throw it down my throat. <laughs> All right. So currently, what I've been playing is uh, some Rocket League, which Jazzy forgot to say he tried for the first time. Yeah, I was going to save that for next week because I only played one round. Yeah, but but you played one round and you fucking loved it. You won. Yeah, we did. I scored a goal in overtime. Wow. Didn't assist. I scored the last goal. Against AI. So? PvE is easy, okay? It always makes everybody feel like oh, a god. Oh, I thought that was against some real people. No, that was, no, no, that that was, was the a, finals of a tournament, Chops. That was, okay. that was a well, friendly... Respect <laughs> level, gone. That was the for finals that, of a game. tournament. Yeah. With An your, AI tournament. With yourself. You can win a tournament with yourself. Easily, because you're playing against yourself. Listen, yeah. the guy on my team scored two goals for the other team. All right, we're so. getting off track here. I'm going to do your job, Jazzy. Yep. Back to what I've been playing <laughs> lately. So I played some Rocket League, and I have never really given this game a lot of time. I know it's a. I know a lot of people like it, obviously, and I see why. It's it's a lot of fun, short rounds, and just it's a blast if you're into a little like competition soccer RC smash, fucking I don't know Royal Rumble. So a lot of fun. Um, I'm gonna definitely be playing that more. I I actually, for some reason, I just I wasn't in the mood to play Destiny. I wasn't in the mood to play uh, Star Wars Battlefront, and I decided to start Transistor. So Transistor, which is uh, by the creators of Bastion, um, has been out for a little while. It was a PlayStation exclusive. It's since come to like you can play Transistor on your iOS device now. Super cool game. Oh my god. I don't know why I didn't play this game before. I bought it, just never played it. And it basically is this woman in a city that has this sword that's like you wait you basically flash into the city, the sword is sticking out of a out of a dude, he's dead on the ground, and you pull it out of him and you start on your journey of like trying to escape this city while all this like weird robotic stuff is trying to stop you. Uh you used to be a singer but supposedly they stole your voice, and that's all I know right now. Pretty cool. It's about as far as I got in it. The battle system is really neat because you can like just hack and slash the game, but also you can stop time and then like trace out your move and then hit a like execution button and then you know it'll do all your moves. But um, super cool game. Um, and then I play. I did play some Star Wars Battlefront, and I played some Destiny uh, for. PvP Mondays. So every Monday we stream on YouTube, uh, BXAP Gaming. And this week it was myself, Chris, and Brayden, and we played some uh, Trials of Osiris. And I will not lie, it started off really, really bad. As in, we didn't win a single round for the first six games. So that's what thirty matches, thirty rounds. Sure. Yeah. Five times whatever. Then we decided all of a sudden to start playing, and we went on a four-game winning streak. We had a lot of fun, got some cool gear, and, uh, you know, check it out. YouTube.com, BXAB Gaming. That's about it, I think. I played Super Meat Boy on the Vita as well. Um, enjoying that, and I played a little Shovel Knight on the Vita. So Vita's actually getting some love. I'm, uh, I'm enjoying having it around just to pick up and, and game for some quick moments here and there. I have nothing to add on that. Sorry. Cool. Um, well, <laughs> fantastic. Well, 
Uh, guys, that's what we've been playing lately, so let us know what you've been playing lately. Just go to uh, bxap.com, right to the podcast page, and right in the comments there, you can uh, sit there, chat up, talk about anything, but also just uh, you know mention what you're playing, drop your gamer tag, and uh, maybe if you want to raid in Destiny or something like that, or uh, play some blast mode in Star Wars Battlefront, you can uh, drop your gamer tag. We'll shoot you a friend invite, and we'll game it up. Hell yeah! And obviously, guys, you can check out all of our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. We are BXAP Gaming. All right. So, uh, with that being said, I want to uh, give a little moment to the fans. Okay. Then we're going to move into some jazzy news. But before we do that, yesterday, I posted something on our Facebook page. It was a simple, you wake up. In the last video game you played, it's now your life. Where are you? And we got some great responses, so I wanted to give some love to a few people out here. I'm going to start with Jazzy because he just took right after what I said, and that is, I'm a piece of meat, and I live in a level full of spinning blades. This does not look good for me. Super Meat Boy, Jay. Uh, Jazzy follows up with, I'm also meat with my brother Jay, Jazzy. Also, Super Meat Boy. <laughs> Just to clarify. Um, we got uh, Chris chimed in, and he said, I'm with the Frey Twins in London, which is, I believe, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, because he didn't follow the rules and put the game in. But, you know. Uh, we got Ron here that says, Just entered the Dark Moon Fair uh, trying to find the damn rabbit. And then... Um, that's Witcher 3, right? No, that's World of Warcraft. Yeah, World of Warcraft. Warcraft. Oh, okay. yep. And then oh, uh, it is World of War yep, right in yep. the beginning, isn't it? The, yep. Yeah, the fair happens like it's seasonal, so you know once a year they I run it for a couple, that. couple yeah. weeks, and then they have little things you can do in it. So Eric chimed in. He says, "I'm on the Normandy with Commander Shepard. I'll take that." So that's pretty effect. sweet. Uh, uh, next up, we got AJ, God of Games. Of course, it's just me, Roman the Commonwealth. Got to get some right fallout there. With there. Uh, Brayden, Brayden chimed in. He says, I'm stuck on Mars in the middle of a battle between Cabal and Vex, and my Sparrow just blew up from boosting for too long. Hashtag <laughs> 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 Sparrow problem. Hashtag <laughs> Sparrow problem. <laughs> Button Master Caleb chimed in. Commonwealth for me and all my romantic partners. Haha. <laughs> I think I would have to side with the Institute in that case. They have the better standard of living. Uh, Tony chimed in. He said, "Shit, I'm in I'm in Battletoads at stage eight, getting hit in the <laughs> face with some poisonous air." Oh God, that's a it good sucks. that's a good one. Um, and then we also had God of Games. AJ chimed back in. He says, "Soon, one day, I will be hanging out with Mega Woman." <laughs> oh, God, if you don't know God. that reference, oh, folks, boy. you got to go back into the early episodes and understand Mega Woman. All right, uh, Matt Alexander. So Xander. Uh, basics chimes and says, good news, I'm in Destiny. Bad news, I'm a hunter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Uh, Jason chimed in for uh, Orkin Freighter, looking for a captured Tenno. Love this game, Warframe. I've played Warframe a little bit, so I know it, but I don't know any of the what Freighter and what a Tino is. Yeah, I don't know either. But uh, And then we have... Uh, uh, Tamarell or Monday Night Raw, laugh out loud from Nikki. Uh, Wills chimed in. He says, I'm on indoor. And then David, I'm in COC floating through the clouds looking for abandoned bases to raid. It's endless. What is COC? 
I don't know. COC. Not sure. But he's floating through the clouds looking for abandoned bases to raid. It's endless. All right. And then lastly, Miguel chimed in and said, I'm in destiny. Warlock powers activate. (laughs) Like it. So guys, uh, we, we we build these little things every every day almost, and we try to post something. But this one was fun. We had some really good responses, so I wanted to get them on the show. Thank you to everyone that participated. If you like what you heard, go to Facebook.com, search BXAP Gaming. You will find us, and we have a ton of fun on the page, so make sure to like us and, and interact with us on this page. So shout out to everybody there. We'll have some more, uh, some more of those coming up in show, future shows. So cool. That's all I got. It's time for some news. News. It's time to take a look at those gaming headlines here on Bit by 8-Bit. All right, so we got the news. We're going to put it through this mic. It's going to go digital, and it's going to come back into your ears. Jazzy, take it away. Surprise, surprise, surprise. This is... Not big news, because we all knew this was going to happen, but the Division beta has been delayed to 2016. Womp womp. However, Xbox One Alpha is supposed to be coming this week. Are Um, we surprised? I'm not surprised. No, I'm still under the belief that this game doesn't exist, (laughs) and that it's never going to come out. This This is like Ubisoft's, like, mega troll right here. They're just like, we're having so much fun with these people. Like, shit, they've already taken some of my money for this game. They're like, I'm bathing in Jason's money and I'm never going to deliver a game to that poor sap. Yeah. it's. I'm not... I'm, I don't even care about this game. By the way, I looked up COC. Yes. You were going to feel dumb for it. Ready? Yeah. Clash of Clans. That's oh, what I was going to say, but yeah. it's, it didn't... I never said... I never heard it called COC. Yeah. Yep. Gonna, yep. Feel dumb about that. Yeah. Anyways, I've abandoned that game a long time ago. I know you did. For the greater good. That is for, yes. You were addicted. Yes, it was bad. Uh, all right. So, yeah. Um, yeah am so. I shocked? Absolutely not. This will be the, I think we're around like the 9 millionth uh, delay for this game. It's not so. coming out. Yeah. Um, is the alpha this week coming out for Xbox? Cool. I guess if it actually happens. And, well, like, and if it's any... Like, I know it's an alpha, but there's got to be at least some hope in it. Yeah. Some hope. Yeah. We'll see. What else you got for us? So Fallout 4 is released. It has released its first update, 1.2 for PC, coming to consoles soon. And basically, this updates hot fixes. It's a bunch of, hey, we're not going to have, you know, errors when you walk into the water, or we're not going to have, you know... Oh, just like basic problems bu- basic with load bugs. times. Yeah, basic yeah. bug fixes. Okay, so it's, but it's not anything like, you know, there's some glitches that they have for, like, like infinite caps or experience or Well, some of like those that. could still get corrected, too. Yeah, they say that they're looking into them, and they could be in or could not be. So they didn't really give <laughs> so a detailed list. So they didn't really list. give detailed list. Okay, But it's right. their first initial just patch for cleaning up some of the it's fine. more yeah. obvious uh, shit that they probably should have caught before the game launched. Yep. But. Mm-hmm. I mean, good. I, I'm, I'm hoping to see them speed this process up. Cause I, I we, doubt it. We've seen some people, you know, corrupt their game file permanently. Well, and there was a lot of, like, when Elder Scrolls 
I'm sorry, I'm sorry. When Skyrim came out, yeah, there was some big glitches in there that didn't get fixed for a while. That had to do with like the stones that you picked up, yep, and how they just stayed in your inventory and you couldn't take them out until you completed the mission. And sometimes even then, like it didn't complete it, or you you wouldn't be able to get go back and get one because it was gone forever. Well, there's a and so like yeah. it like totally screwed up your game. There's a guy in Fallout Four that entered a elevator. Yeah, uh, yeah, they got stuck in the elevator. Yeah, yep. couldn't get out. Yeah, so. so. I mean, they'll get to the fixes, but I wouldn't count on them getting there anytime soon. I don't count on them. I would like to see oh, yeah. it improve, though. I've come across a, a few little ones. Like, I was on a ship that had a bunch of, like, shipping crates, and I was running across the top of it, and then I started to get just destroyed because there was, like, two turrets and a couple of guys I didn't see, so they were just lighting me up. So I dropped down, and I fell into this, like, little triangle between, like, the side of the ship and then shipping crates, and I couldn't get out. So I had to restart my game from back <laughs> oh, in my quick save. Slugs. So just little stuff like that, but... Yeah, I had one where I was on a roof, and, like, I looked at a certain angle, and then the roof disappeared, <laughs> and the roof disappeared, and I'm, like, starting to fall through, and I'm like, uh, no. And I just turned my angle another way and, like, ran looking up <laughs> so it wouldn't disappear. I was like, okay, this isn't good. Yeah, Jazzy had the one, too, where you actually, as your, char- your character, actually yeah. went invisible. It went invisible. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, why is that? my guy like a ghost? And Jay's like, it's going to be like that for the rest of the game. And I was like, no, it's not. And then, sh- <laughs> sure enough, for the like the rest of the game, I didn't play much longer after that happened. But for the rest of like that sit-down, he was a ghost. Yeah. And then when I reloaded my game the next time, well, he was fine. But- well, that <laughs> happened to me with my trigger button. I couldn't melee. I couldn't shoot. I couldn't <laughs> use R2. Like, 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 I could only use R1, which is like a power swing, which didn't do jack shit. And, <laughs> and like, I stopped the game, I went to bed, and I went and picked it up the next day, and it still wouldn't do it. And I was like, my, my God, like, is my controller messed up? Or, like, and then, like, it's all of a sudden kicked in. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. So now I want to get a new controller, mostly because mine's old. But I was like, how can it, how can a glitch, like, function that bad where, like, I can't even do anything? Oh, oh boy. Man. Anyways. Right. So, Final Fantasy VII news, guys. Oh, I'm not too happy about this. The remake will be a multi-part series. Well, did we talk about the remake yet in the podcast? No, because we haven't talked about uh, experience. Okay, yeah, we, haven't, okay. we haven't brought up PlayStation experience, yeah. so. We're bringing that up, don't okay. we? <clears> okay. <throat> um, multi-part series. Yeah, so, so obviously everyone knows that we got to see some footage and um, at PlayStation experience, but... If then all of a sudden this came out like a day later, two days later, that the the game's going to be is going to be episodic. Episodic? Is that? I think it's episode. I think it, yeah. I think it's what they mean. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you're going to buy in parts of this game. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I mean, here's my thing. I love I love Final Fantasy VII. So take my money. I'll end up playing it. So yeah, that's my thing. Is if there's ever going to be a game for them to get away with doing this, it's this game. Yeah, they they can literally do whatever they want with this game, and people will pay for it because it's Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, my only problem with it is it's like okay, as long as it's not like ten parts and ten ten like episodes and twenty dollars an episode. Right, it has to be reasonable. You know, like has to if, be under if, fifteen. If in the end, the entire game cost me sixty bucks, but I had to buy it in parts. Then guess what? I don't care because that's what I would have paid for the game anyway. Right. So I'm okay with that. But if in the end I have to pay $120 for a game that really should have been $60, but I paid for it over the span of a year, um, you know that's kind of shitty. What gets me worried is so the if it's being released in parts and it's a remake, and then it just paranoid me here talking. 
So you guys will probably just laugh at me and think I'm ridiculous. Does that mean that this isn't going to be a full remake of the game? Like, when I think of episode episodic, I think of more adventure-style game. You know, I don't think of the detailed RPG elements that there are in this game. And it makes me worried that maybe maybe it's kind of like it's a visually a remake. And you're playing episodes that are kind of like pre-put together for you. But it's not the full game. Because to redo that full game is going to be crazy. So, I, I don't know. I, um... This is my paranoia. I can totally agree with you because I have a hard time believing that an RPG could be broken up like this. Right. That Yeah. I think it's going to be more of a linear... That's what I'm worried about. Storytelling of the story of Seven. Yes. That's very pretty. That's that's that. That's what I'm worried and, about. And again, I, I have no nothing to base this off no, of. But no. it, but when you tell me it's going to be part, you know, it's going to be a multi-part game, all I can think of is like Telltale. Telltale. Yeah, exactly. And that's exact. And and those those games are great for what they are. Yeah. But they're very like here's your path. You're going to go down it, and every once in a while you'll have a decision to make. Right. Right. You know. And it works for that, but but when I think Final Fantasy VII, as you said, I think of a I want a remake of, and I want like Everything. I don't need I don't need an open world per se. No, 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 because that's not want, what Seven really was. I just but, want the old game in a new engine. I yeah. want to be able to do materia slots. I want to be able to level everything up that I want to be. I want to be able to get to ninety nine. It's also scary that they released Seven on uh, the original on PS4 now, right. so you can play the original now. Right, and I'm like. What's the point of playing it now if the remake's coming out? Right. If it's not a full remake. Yes, exactly. So I don't know. It's scary. It's we'll very, see. very scary. We will see. Ha ha ha! You're ridiculous, chaps. I, you just <laughs> said I was going to say that, so I figured I would. Do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't expect that. I totally <laughs> forgot what I said earlier. Thank you, Jazzy. Thank you. No problem for yeah. that half-ass laugh. Yeah, it was a real laugh. Oh, okay. All right. So let's jump into it. PSX 2015. PSX, PlayStation Experience in L.A. Uh, L.A.? I think so. Uh, L.A. or San Fran. I don't remember which one. I'll look yeah. at um, In Cali. And uh, it happened over the last last weekend. Uh, we had a decent show. I mean, it wasn't like... You can't go into PlayStation Experience and, and expect like, hey, we're going to bring all of our uh, biggest announcements to our little private... Um, show here because that's what they use E3 and all these other big platforms for. But I think they did a good job of really showing off so their indie power, really showing like they're you know that they that they pretty much run the show when it comes to indie games, and um, also seeing a lot of uh, updates. I guess like that was the thing that bugged me about this show is that you saw a lot of things that we already knew about. It was just like hey, in case you forgot. We're bringing out uh, No Man's Sky. Hey, in case you forgot, like, or yeah. hey, here's this like VR for this. <laughs> well, yeah. So here's yeah, VR, here's the, here's VR the is a whole other thing. Here's the main points I brought off. VR, it's really I can't I can't put a main point because they just dumped a whole bunch of stuff about yep. VR. So it's like, hey, we've got some VR that footage that you can watch. They showed a couple different things that they have going. They're saying this is coming to PlayStation VR. This is coming to PlayStation VR. This is so it's just a whole bunch of mishmash for the VR mishmash. The other stuff that that at least I pulled out of it that I like, Destiny Sparrow Racing, was at PlayStation Experience. Yes, that starts today. So when you hear this two days ago, 
You're excited about that? I mean, uh, with what with everything else that was at PlayStation Experience, it was probably one of the cooler things to come out because we've been saying this for since Destiny started. Yeah, I guess my whole thing about this uh, this announcement with with the with the I almost called it pod racing sparrow racing it is pod racing it is it's just cooler pod racing is that the, the big issue I have with it is it's a it's a, it's a limited time event so it's three weeks long mm-hmm. and then it's over uh, and I feel like you know Destiny's come out now and they're saying that the future of Destiny is going to be in microtransactions which I which is like driving me up a wall now because they didn't give enough information today about this but they but they decided to come out and talk about it and you're you're bringing out these limited time events. So here's the thing: we all know that there's going to be gear in this in these sparrow races that you can only get through the sparrow races. We all know it's going to be a grind because that's what Destiny is. Mm-hmm. So when you have a limited time event like this, and I can't get, you know, I can't. Maybe I'm maybe I'm gone for the first week of it or something like that. It just I think it doesn't play well to a lot of the players as far as. If I miss this, I'm screwed until mm-hmm. until it comes around again, and I don't know when that's gonna be. Like, if you're gonna do sparrow racing like this, you should say, "Hey, every third weekend of the month, or some or something like you know, some weird build a schedule around it. Yeah. So that way, if people miss the first one, they don't think, "Oh shit, well, you know what? I'm behind everybody now. I'm just I'm out." I mean, they do it with Iron Banner. Why can't they do it with this? Yeah, they do it with trials. They do it with. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I... Or if they're only going to do it for a one-time limited thing, don't put anything in it that's going to to be relevant to See, the future of the game. No. So give them, uh, hey, if you do this, you get uh, cool emotes or banner yeah, then text. Do, then, then it does, okay, right. so this comes down to my next point, and yeah. then Chops can jump in, is that if you're going to spend the time to develop a three-week race that clearly you... you built on two planets, Venus and Mars, I believe are the two planets. You built tracks and you built like a stru- a system for it. You know what? If you're only going to do that and then you're not going to give good content, we don't even know what th- that that might be what they give away for right. all we know. If that's what you wasted your time on, I would have rather you wasted time on building content and depth for your story. Give me more unique missions. Give me more story. Give me a reason to care about Destiny, not some gimmick race that I'm going to race a few times and then say, cool, every once in a while I'll come back and do it again. Now I'm bored again. I mean, that's the problem. We're in year two. It was all shiny and cool. And now we're at that point where we're like, you know, what is left? And how quickly are you going to give me new content? You want this to be a 10-year game? You want to keep stretching this game? You want to make it last until Destiny 2 hits? Like, you need to give us content. So I don't know. I, you know, I'm glad to hear Destiny news. Period. You know, but I was hoping for more. Like, if you're going to give me Sparrow Racing, I was also hoping for maybe at least tell me about the next DLC that's coming out. At least tell me that there's some new story content coming out. Yeah. So I don't know. That's where I'm at with it. It's, it's this. It's perfect PR for them. Because what they're doing is they're they're building a demand for their game. They're creating a window of time where you only have this amount of time to do this to get these certain items, otherwise they're gone until you don't know when. 
So they're creating this little panic for people who are like, oh, I got to sign on. I got to go do this. Shit, I don't have enough time to play this. Well, I guess I can just throw some money in and get some of these emotes. I can get some of these sparrows. I can get some of these other things. You know, it's only four bucks. It's only five bucks here and there. And then they do this regularly. So you have it with the sparrow racing. You had it with the Festival of the Lost. Iron Banner, even though there's not microtransactions in there, it is a limited time, one week thing. You can only get the armor there, you, your reputation doesn't go over, and you can only do it then. Trials of Osiris is only on the weekends. You have your weekly resets. You have your uh, raid-specific challenges that are only a week long, you know? the What they're going to make, they're making a game that's a full game, but they're releasing content time-locked, time so it's only available for this amount of time and giving you the oppor- opportunity to get a little bit ahead by putting some money into it. And that's what they're going to do for the rest of this game, I think. Because that, that's, that's exactly what they want to do because they want people to come back, but they don't want people to realize that they're not giving you a full game by changing it up and changing which things are available and which things happen happen when. It's it's if, really sneaky. If they do that, it'll only work for so long. Like there's not. Well, it'll work for a year until they come out with the next big expansion, which we're going to end up paying. I guarantee you we're going to end up paying thirty dollars for it. I I know they say they're not, but we're going to end up paying for the next big expansion. Right, just but like the big the expansion game. isn't going to. It's not going to be like. So example. So in PlayStation Experience, yep. Poly- Polygon interviewed Derek uh, Carroll, uh, senior designer at Bungie, and said that the... Uh, sorry, it wasn't Polygon, it was Eurogamer. Um, and said that the studio is moving in a more event-based model. Rather than releasing larger story-based expansions that people have to pay for, Bungie celebrated Halloween and Destiny with a two-week event called the Festival of Light in late October. And the game's winter event, the Sparrow Racing League, uh, arrives today. So, Destiny, um, rather than doing these giant monolithic DLC packs, these way, the ways that everybody who's an owner of the Taken King can enjoy these things, uh, instead of having to keep buying shit. But, Carol told Eurogamer, um, why, why does Bungie and publisher Activision change the Destiny business model? He said, I don't know how deep I can get into that, but basically the live team is charged with maintaining the game and keeping players happy, feeding them new content, and surprising them with things they didn't expect. Mm-hmm. But here's the other thing, though. As for whether these events will remain free, right? Carol noted that the Festival of, Lo- of, of the Lost and yes. Sparrow Racing League they don't cost anything and said if you wanted uh, to ex- uh, extrapolate yeah extrapolate from there you could so they could build you know build yeah. off of it but my problem is this is not it's not it's not enough meat on the bones well and and he said in the destiny taken king these will be free in the destiny taken king which means that when year 3 comes out it's not going to be the taken king anymore you know that's what I'm saying is that it, it, it's going to be this one year, there's going to be this huge update. And it's whether it's going to be either a, a new Destiny other than vanilla Destiny or an expansion, which it's pretty much just that Taken King was an expansion. They just parsed it out so that it could be a whole new world game, whatever aspect to it. But that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a yearly thing where you, just like Call of Duty, you're going to get the new Destiny. And you're going to have all these things that happen in between there that are going to cost microtransactions or time. And there's not going to be any real huge expansions. Yeah. Well, the big thing is that a lot of people seem to think Destiny 2 is around the corner. Uh, as far as, like, it, we could see the the first 
uh, showings of Destiny 2 next year. Okay, so so it, it, you're looking at a very split community. You have you have the hardcore gamers that are just pissed because they just you know they they don't like that a lot of these exotics are getting time gated now. You know, it's like okay, well. Um, we don't know when it's going to happen, but just be on your toes because if you want this gun, it could happen at any moment, and it's only going to be in a twenty-four hour you know window, and yep. that's it, and that's it. And if you miss it, well, it could be months before you see it again. Like that sucks. But at the same time, people are are also hoping for a crammed full content uh, Destiny Two. So they're they're foregoing the fact they're okay not getting these big DLC chunks, and the fact that like take all that content and put it in Destiny Two. But they're not going to. They're not going to do it. Because if you think about it, they <laughs> dumped all their year one content out when the Taken King came in. You know? They they pushed out so many exotics. They pushed out all that leveling system. Obviously, they had to change some stuff. But they they dump the old for the new so that they make people start fresh. And that's what they're going to do every year. And that's what this game is going to be like. Yeah. So, I mean, I personally, I was hoping for a DLC this February. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And then we're not going to get it now. So, it's for me, I'm kind of looking at it like, okay, well... What's going to drive me to play this game eventually? So if, if a new planet came out and you only had three weeks to, to go on it, would you do it? Like if they released a whole planet and then it disappears after yeah. three weeks? I would yeah. hate, like that drives me fucking crazy. That would drive me crazy too. And that's kind of how it seems though. Because I want to explore that planet. Yeah. I want to, you know, like if it goes, like even if I go there to get the gear and then it disappears, what do I do with the gear then? Yeah. Here's an idea. And I don't even need great loot. Just make the old content at least somewhat usable usable like make it where people actually want to go play the old raids because guess what right now you have one raid that's relevant you have the you have three raids no one plays the other two mm-hmm. except for um vault the glass because you force someone to go through to get you know because of a of a quest but I don't know. I just I'm irritated. It's like I was enjoying House of Wolves before Taken King, and now it's like, what's the point of playing House of Wolves? Right. So. Well, what's the point of playing any story mission, really? Yeah, I don't know, but it's unless you're, unless you're a new player. Yeah, I am really enjoying Trials, and I, I never really got into Trials, and now I am. But like, I'm not good enough, at least currently, where I believe I'm ever going to get to the lighthouse. You know, oh so, no, I'm never gonna get there. Yeah, so for which me, is, it's which like, is debilitating because yeah. so many people, like so many more people, have gone to it this time around. So many more people, and actually, because they tweaked it a little bit, they tweaked it a little bit. And I actually think the people that the, the percentage that made it is less. It seems like so many more people are going to it. Yeah, honestly. I think I think the amount of people playing trials. Yeah, now that the lighthouse is more known, right. But the actual percentage of successful people because of the new matchmaking, where when you're eight and zero or nine and zero. Or eight and zero, um, you get matched up against another team. That's right. You know, like it becomes much. You know, in the old days, there's a chance that you were eight and zero and you got matched up with like a fucking garbage team. Right. And you just walked your way into the lighthouse. Now it happened, and we've noticed this as we progress to the fourth win. But we keep seeing more and more people with, with all decked out gear. Yeah, but especially when we hit that fourth win and that fifth win, you all of a sudden every team that we have ran into when we've gone four and zero, five and zero, it gets it all of a sudden hits a new level. Oh, yeah. And it's like, these people know how to snipe, like, drag, sni- they drag snipe, they, you know, they, they know what they're doing, where it's like, you know, the first couple teams didn't. So you can see that the matchmaking is working um, to a point. But, yeah, I don't know. I uh, don't want to spend too much time on Destiny, but, because we've already spent too much time on Destiny. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm hoping 
that I'm wrong and that they have a good idea of what they're going to do here and they're going to surprise us, but I just don't like the idea of it. I don't like the idea that you're going to bring content and then take it away. That's not. I'm not a fan of that. I feel like I'm renting a video game. Right. You know, when I bought it. So, <clears throat> um, let's talk about some positives on 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 the uh, experience though, real quick. Nino Kuni two oh, for the I'm PS so for the PS four. Uh, very cool looking. I loved Nino Kuni. Not sure if the storylines coincide at all, but yeah, I can't it, tell it, from it, the trailer. It looks really really awesome. Yeah, that game was. I, I'm very excited for that. Um, also really liked that they they continue to do this uh, style where they have a show live and they drop stuff live at the show. So they go, hey, good news, guys. Um, this game, you guys, have, I know you've been waiting for it, is going to be available today. And, you know, so that was pretty cool. The um, We got, like, uh, like a Fat Princess um, co-op game, a couple other indie games that launched right at the show. The other cool thing that I want to make note of, for at least the indie world, lots of Vita love at this show. Mm-hmm. Everything they announced was on the PS4 and the Vita. And they kept pulling Vitas out of their pocket. You know, I was like, it almost built up to the point where I thought we were going to get a Vita announcement of some sort, but we didn't. Oh, well. <clears throat> I, I didn't get to see the whole show because um, I was a little busy this weekend, but it was uh, it was very exciting. Yeah, you gave birth, didn't you? I birthed a giant poop. Yeah. But in real- realism, though, uh, uh, your brother. My brother, LPJ. LPJ. Had a baby. That's right. His wife gave birth to a beautiful big baby. Yep. So, Felix Deckland. That's right. Congrats to LPJ and and his family. And, well, you. Thanks, yeah. jerk. So we did have busy. <laughs> does that, so we picked up all your slack and we went and, you know, watched yeah. the show. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, Thank you. No problem. So let me hit a couple other a couple other things. Cool. I'll just sit over here yeah, and watch during, during this show. Um, that we'll just touch base on uh, Ratchet and Clank. They gave a release date of April twelfth, two thousand sixteen, and it looks awesome. So I'm a Ratchet and Clank cool. fan. I don't know if you ever played them, but back in the day, that was one of my favorite games. Uh, it obviously launches right a month uh, or the same month that the movie launches. Right. So there's an animated movie they're launching. So, um, but yeah, it looks really cool. And then I have to tell this news because otherwise Xander will call me out next week in his questions. <laughs> Street Fighter V gave its final launch character at PSX. It did. And it actually gave it its first year of DLC characters. Yes. So the last final launch character is going to be Fang, who is basically second in command to M. Bison. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, he looks pretty cool. But also, I don't know the know the storyline too well for characters, so yeah, he's new to me. Um, and then they also, like I said, announced the first year of DLC, um, which is Alex, Guile, Belrog, uh, Abuki, Yuri, and Erwin. Um, uh, yeah, Erwin. I don't know how to say his name. Um, but so yeah, that that they did announce this, uh, the thing I loved about about this announcement was the 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 Capcom representative the or Street Fighter representative was rocking Ryu like foam gloves. So they looked <laughs> like the Hulk gloves that you yeah, guys have yeah, probably yeah, seen, yeah. but they were Ryu gloves. That's they really were super funny. cool. And uh, he announced that all of these guys will be released, and if you want them, you can buy them in the season. You can buy the season pass, and you'll get them. Otherwise, they're all they're all unlockable via in-game play. 
Oh, that's sweet. You can earn them. You can earn them. That's what I was worried about. That's sweet. Yep. So I thought that was pretty neat, um, which which plays off the mobile world where if you spend enough time in a game, you can earn rep points and you yep. can buy a character, buy or you can go, you or you can spend real money and buy a character. Yep. So it just depends on the you know your. They also released a PSXA MOBA game for PS4, which looks like it's gonna be really cool. I forget what the name of it. Uh, Paragon. Paragon. Yeah, Paragon, which is um, built by Epic Games. It looks pretty cool. There's a trailer out for it right now. So, yeah, that'll be a, a mobile game coming exclusive to the PS4. We did not get, however, any news about Zero Dawn. Yeah. yeah it's Horizon. okay. Horizon. It's yeah. all right. So, that was a bummer. I don't want them to keep spitting the same stuff at me, so I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. You know? I saw some unique gameplay of uh, Firewatch that's coming out February. I'm really excited about that. Yep. Um, anything else that you wanted to make note of from the show? For PSX, no. Uh, I will say that the VR demonstrations proved us one thing about VR. Don't get it. It will never, never be something that you can present on a stage mm-hmm. and look good. Uh, it, it was so rough and so hard to follow what they were trying to do. It, I can understand that if I put the device on my head I would and, and actually did it, it probably would make sense to me. But to watch it just looked stupid. And I can also tell you, the VR is not where where it's. How do I put this? What they're showing us a lot of times at E three and stuff like that, VR is not even close to that. We're looking at like stick figures, yeah. and yes, the motion. You know, yes, it's one to one ratio motions and everything, but the graphics, as far as like the Robinson uh, game that we saw. I don't think we'll see yeah, that. I didn't for years. <laughs> I didn't like. The, I mean, Battle Zone like is the best looking thing, and it's all polygons. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. That everything's polygons. It reminds me of uh, of Lawnmower Man. Yeah. So I don't here's know. I when they did all this VR stuff, I wasn't interested in that at all. I was interested in like they'd show like the little split screen down the corner of like an actual video of the guy who's wearing the VR. Yeah. And just like seeing his reactions to like what's going yeah. on while he's presenting it. Like that was the only thing that was cool. I was like, oh man, look at that guy's like scared at this part. Or I don't that know guy's if, like yeah. jumps at this part. Or one something. thing I like, did realize though, they're all running uh, PlayStation VR and I kept seeing people readjust yes. the the face piece on their eyes. Because it's probably sweating. They're probably sweating well, not and just slipping. that, but I have. But remember, they told you it's counterbalance and it feels it, weight. It, it, it was when I because I wore the Morpheus. Yes. At PlayStation at VR, whatever I call it, Morpheus because it's sweet. It is cool, um, and it was very balanced. It was okay. very well balanced. But could you see though moving around that maybe it would be loose? I could see like hardcore like jumping and moving like jerk jerk motions. Yeah, would do that. But I, I do want to say yes the, though the sweating, especially if you get motion sick at all, even the slightest bit. Yeah. You know, it's on your head. It's enclosed around your eyes. There's a lot of heat from your head. That friction that you get in the beginning isn't going to be the same as you get further in a game. Yeah. So it, I could see it slipping, but it was it was strangely balanced. Like, it yeah. was weird how balanced it was. Yeah, the other weird thing, though, we, that is they showed us a ton of VR, right? A lot. Mm-hmm. No release date, no price point, no anything, no, yeah. nothing. That's because they're afraid to probably yeah, say think, that stuff. Yeah, because they'll be the first. No, oh, one, else be the first no one else is really coming out either. And, like, everyone's going to undercut them if they can, yeah, and so. it's going to be terrible. Yeah, we really thought we were going to see Sony make the first move, and they didn't. So. Nope. All right, what else we got for news then? Um, I have to throw some love at my esports because if anybody watched the League of Legends Worlds, and you know how exciting that I was, did. Uh, this weekend, starting December tenth, you can uh, go to lolesports.com, I believe, 
and they are having the all-star tournament. Ooh. So they basically each, um, you know, area, so they'll have a North American all-star team, a European, a Korean, stuff like that. They all get together to have a little tournament to see who basically has the best team all around because they pick all-stars from each team. Oh, uh, players from each team, this. and then they also do something called fire and ice, where they basically a, split uh, people off into teams, either fire or ice, and they do like all these little mini games and have just this funny stuff like, oh, it's one v one and first kill wins, or it's, oh. you have to do like certain different game modes. So it's it's a really cool thing. Last year they did a great job on it, so this year, um, if you have the ability, it starts December tenth. Check it out. So it's this cool. is basically Honestly. like their their skills competition, their skills of the competition NHL. and all star, all star yeah, game. Sweet, yeah. that's cool. That's yeah, really so. sweet. Um, I love watching League of Legends yeah. stuff like that. On that note, too, let's that's something that did happen in experience was they announced uh, TBS has oh, yes, jumped yes. on the esports uh, train, yes. and they 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 have a show that's going to be coming up that uh, is based around Counter Strike. I think it's six hours or three to six hours or something like that of programming yeah. a day. Yeah, it's pretty. It looks pretty. Yeah, you know, it looks interesting. I'm not a huge Counter Strike player anymore. Right. But uh, but again, I, I like seeing uh, esports and games in general get this. You know this prime time. Right. Uh, you know that's an easy stage. Uh, game to watch to get into esports because League yeah. of Legends there's a lot going on. True, and and it, you kind of have to know somewhat of what they're doing to understand it. For me, I just I kind of have an understanding that they do things. I don't know what any of them's called, and I don't know what that does. Right, right. But I enjoy it still. Mm-hmm. Yep, and just to throw some love for anybody that is a fan of esports or League of Legends, um, the North American team has not actually been decided, but it's pretty much locked in. And you've got your uh, top laner is Dyrus, who's a former TSM team member. Uh, your jungle is Medios, who's former C9. Mid lane's Bjergensen from Team Solo Mid. Your ADC is Doublelift from Team Solo Mid. And then your support is going to be Afro Move from Counter Logic Gaming. So that's your North American team lineup for Sweet. the All-Stars. Cool. Um, I will give a shout-out to, I would like to congratulate, CG Project Red for Game of the Year. Yeah. Uh, last week we were talking about we recorded the show and we said that it airs the night of the uh, the, the game awards. We all uh, tuned in and watched it. And Witcher three, Wild Hunt, Wild Hunt yeah, pulled uh, won one one game of the year. That was yes. very which shocked was by that. awesome. And uh, a couple smaller shout outs. I love that uh, multiplayer went to my game from Nintendo, Splatoon. Splatoon. Oh, I was so, so happy when Splatoon that happened. Splatoon won it. So happy. I was, I was like jumping up and down like it was the Red Wings yeah. or something. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, they did a really good job with this with the awards, I felt. Um, yeah, this award show, because on Spike TV, a lot of time, they can it can just feel sleazy. Well, it just feels yeah. real dirty. Yeah, it, it was like, I, we just want to throw a bunch of ads, and then every once in a while give a, give an award away. Right, and it just it seemed real, real like, you know, Joe Rogan did it for a little yeah. bit, and it was just it real felt odd. It, felt, it didn't feel yeah. genuine. This felt real. Exactly. Yeah, it felt like an actual. Yeah. It felt like the fans were there, and it was put on by industry leaders. Yeah, and I felt like the the winners deserved to win. Like yeah. when art director went to uh, Ori in the Blind Forest. Yeah. Over some of these big boy games, I was like, yes, I how it should I, be. I agree because that game art wise was one of the best mm-hmm. games of the year. Right. You know. So uh, I like to see that. I liked uh, seeing um, you know Rocket League get some get some um, best indie game. Yep, best yep. indie game. And um, we saw the trending gamer of the year uh, go to 
Greg uh, Miller. Our, uh, yeah, our buddy Greg Miller. Yep. You know, so if you guys uh, haven't checked it out, go to our YouTube page, BXAB Gaming, and type in uh, PAX Prime Pokemon Sex, I believe. Oh, and you will Don't find us. You'll find <laughs> us asking Greg Miller and his team at Kind of Funny Games which Pokemon would they have to have to have sex with, and it's a pretty good reaction. So, um. Yeah, but he, I was super happy he won. But then he got up and and like his typical self from the little the little time that we got to interact with Greg, um, he seems very selfless. Um, and I and I know he's I know he's uh, dealt with some scary things in his life, you know, with cancer things like that that he that he overcame. But he like went up there and basically said, "I'd like to thank," and I'm and I don't remember her name. I think it was Shannon, Shannon something. Um, and he went to go. I have no idea who she is. I beat I was playing a video game and I saw her in the credits. And I just want to thank her. And he went on this like speech about thanking the gaming industry and everybody in it for doing what they do and these long hours and that it's not glorious sometimes and just really just like that he's like I I'm standing here because of you. It was it was awesome. I was just like wow, like that was that was a that, really speech good was speech. Just phenomenal, and uh, so that was cool. Like to see that. Um, always like to see him beat out some you know YouTube, YouTube people. Nothing against you YouTube people, but you know, like uh, it was cool to see him win. And then the uh, the tribute to Iowata, uh, Iowata, yes, yeah, that was really good. From, that was from Reggie, uh, yeah, from Reggie, and uh, you know you could tell like like again. The Spike shows never had this. Like, no. like that was he had was a hard, hard time. There was there. Yeah, there was heart there, and he struggled. Oh yeah, but um, it was really it was cool. And like, my favorite part was when Metal Gear won its award, and Kiefer oh, oh, Sutherland yes. went up there to accept it for for Kojima, and then the guy who was running the show was basically saying, you know, took a shit on Konami saying that due to legal reasons Kojima couldn't be here to accept the reward yeah. or accept the award and it was basically like bullshit and yeah they, I mean he, he literally said he him. goes he was on his way and told that he could not come yep so I love that the show the show again the show felt like it was gamers oh, yeah. it was yeah. it, these these people were the industry and Konami was the bad guy and that's how it should be mm-hmm. you know like too many times just, is there something done wrong and then because everyone's afraid to call it out everyone just you know keeps their hands up and yep. they're like oh you know that's fucked up but uh, we're not we're not going to be the ones to start the fire you know like I, I loved it so you know uh, congrats to uh, congrats to Metal Gear uh, no credit to Konami it was obviously all uh, the produ- um, Kojima's production company Yep. And, uh, you know, congrats on the award for him. The cool thing about this show is I feel like, at least with our group, like, they got it right. So it's like, we're very diverse in our gamings, and, you know, we have fun playing with each, with each other, whichever games it is, and we go back and forth as to which game's better and which game's worse and stuff like that. But during this show, we're all in a group chat together, and, like, everything that kind of won... We were all like, "Oh yeah, yeah, should have yeah. won." Should've yeah, won. Like, we all agreed that, with everything that, uh, that, that stood out as far as like, like, oh wow, why would they give it? Like, why right. would Call of Duty win yeah. this? And like, why would you uh, know? Yeah. Like, obviously, people called out Ori because Phil Spencer was the one that actually right. announced it. So it was, it was kind of like ironic. But the the issue, the thing that I liked is that did every game that I wanted to win that particular award win? No, no. no. But did the winner? Did I sit there and say, "Yeah, that game deserved it"? Yeah. You know, yeah. like it, it would have been different if Game of the Year, because Game of the Year, 
I, I, not that I ever thought he actually was going to get it, but I wanted Bloodborne to get it. Oh yeah. Okay. And uh, if Fallout would have got it, I would have been. I would have been, okay, been, 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 been upset, upset about a little it. Bit. I would have been upset about mm-hmm. it just because, it, like, yes, people are enjoying the game. It's very new, and I, I don't think it deserves necessarily the Game of the Year award. You know, there are games out there that have have already succeeded the test of time right. for this year. With, which would be Witcher, which would be Bloodborne, you know, that still has popularity, that still has drive, and people love the game. Like, that's those are the guys that should be the front runners, but they generally end up being the back runners. So, yeah, it was a great show. It was the best game award show I've seen in a long time. And it, I thought it was cool that they gave out exclusive offers during the show. I thought that was pretty cool. For watching it, you only got these exclusive offers yeah. during the show. Yep. And they threw, yeah, they threw out. Uh, there was like some half off games. Yeah, half off. Like, like Witcher Three was half off. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. So very, very neat. And uh, and they follow, you know, PlayStation Experience followed up with some of their own specials too during the show. Yep. So, but yeah, uh, I don't want to keep going on it. But I, I, I remembered that we talked about it on the show, and yep. we sh- I guess we should have gave some results. So there you have it. You can check out the rest about the Game Awards or PlayStation Experience right on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com dot Gaming. All right. I do want to say one quick thing. Yeah. There was a, some big news for Dying Light fans out this past week where they are coming out with a huge expansion for it. So if you have the season pass, stay tuned. You're going to get a huge expansion to the game. I think they're doing enhanced graphics. to the, like, They're doing a huge overhaul they are, yeah. for this thing. And I, I love seeing that there's still support for this game because the game is fucking awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. Anytime you, you, you do something to a game that makes me pick it back up, oh, yeah. you're okay in my book. Oh, all right, guys. Well, that's been the news this week. You can, like I said, you can check out all of our news. We post everything on our Facebook page. We share a lot of it on Twitter. So depending on where you like to hang out, if you want to read more about anything we talked about tonight, you know where to find it, BXAP Gaming. Um, we're going to slide into our next uh, area, and that is Retro Relapse. Jones in for a classic game? It's time for Retro Relapse here on Bit by 8-Bit. Retro Relapse. Alright, so this week uh, we had Retro Relapse, and I picked a game. Um, it was unlike any other game. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> and by that I mean I don't know. We still don't know what it is. The name of this game is called Gaia Gensuki. Yes. So, but we didn't know that until yeah. the restaurant told us. <laughs> and how I um, obtained this game is uh, our our good friend Lucas again. Uh, from time to time, he just hands me uh, Famicom games. And if you're not familiar with Famicom, it is basically the Japanese version of the Nintendo. So you have Famicom, which is NES. You have Super Famicom, which is Super Nintendo. And this was a Super Famicom game. That when we finally did decipher what this game was, I do recognize the game, and it is called... Illusion of Gaia. Illusion of Gaia, which uh, I have almost bought several times because I found it complete in box, but I don't know a lot about the game. And now we've played it. Just in... Kind of. Kind of, yes. So make sure to check out our Instagram or our Facebook page. Did you share the Twitter, too? Uh, Only one of the videos. Okay, there's some on Twitter, too, but you can see that... um, we played on the Retron, and some of the import games translate. Um, 
This one didn't. <laughs> so it took us a good 10 minutes just to get the game started because we couldn't figure out all the menus. Yeah, so the game was obviously used, so there were save files in there, and you got access to one of the save files, and it took you into the game, and you're in this, like, shrine in space, it looks like. Epic. And you go up to one of these statues, and it turns you into, like, a straight-up Archon from StarCraft. It does, yeah. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? And then you go up to this middle statue, and you disappear, and the game's stopped. Like I it's, thought, but the game didn't freeze. The game didn't freeze, but, like, you're gone, and yeah. you don't know... Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing. Just I, I actually reset the game. Yeah. So, <laughs> we did that a few times, played around in the save, didn't know what the hell was going on, and then I figured out how to delete a game save yeah. and start a new one. Yes. And that's where things got really boring. Because <laughs> you're in an RPG had, in the beginning. I, I'm in an RPG with a lot of text, talking to people it, with Japanese characters, and I have no idea what the fuck is going on. But yeah. let me tell you, I persevered, and I progressed the story to where I actually got to fight things. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there's, like, uh, a princess gets captured or, like, taken to a cat. It basically seemed like a big brothel that the king had because yeah. there's all these other women. And she had, like, the small pig with her. Didn't know what that was for. And I had to go ask the king for something. And then I got thrown in jail. And then I'm standing there and, like, random text keeps popping up. And I'm thinking I'm, I'm causing it to happen. No, it's like time things. I have to wait in the cell, and someone's dropping things from the ceiling for me. And one of them happened to be a key. <laughs> but then I don't know how to use the key. So the, the combat system is very simple. You attack, and you kill things. That's basically it. My strength leveled up from a guy who dropped a sword, and it said, strength, up arrow. That's how I knew my strength got up. <laughs> um, but, like, my item menu screen, I didn't know how to function, like, because it's all in Chinese or Japanese or whatever, and... Then I figured out that you have to assign the item to the B button to use it. Because when you hit the B button, it just threw up text that did nothing. And I figured that out, and I was able to unlock doors with a key. And I'm like, oh, cool, okay, that's how you do it. And then there's this like music note in your inventory, and I signed it to it. And he pulls out this flute, and he starts playing a song. <laughs> Don't know what it does. It goes on for like 30 seconds. I'm like, I'm thinking the game's frozen, but it just keeps going. So the game's weird. Yeah, but I would Because I don't understand it. Well, yeah, we weren't going to understand it. it. But it's very simple. It seems like it could be very fun and entertaining. It's a very simple, simplified version of an RPG. Mechanically, it it did remind me of a Zelda game, though. Yeah. Like, the the, uh, attacking was was hack and slash style. It wasn't, like, turn-based. And, uh, you know, there wasn't, like... You didn't, like, enter a combat arena, which you basically... You know, you'd have these creatures in the world. They are free-flowing, yeah. Yeah, free-flowing, and you just... You had a sword or whatever that thing was, and you would hit them. You know, so it reminded me very similar of of uh, uh, a link to the past, right? And and you had a sword and attack, and then you had a sword. You like spun the sword, and like for the longest time we didn't we didn't know what it does, but I figured out it pulls these objects towards you. Yeah, like it's like a fan reverse. Yeah, it was really strange, and, and like we saw like a little different stuff from the save file because they were more they were more further advanced, in the game. Yeah. But apparently there's three other characters, or two other characters, yep. that I don't, we didn't know how to get in, right. the, in the save file. And there's only, and from what I've read in, about the game, there's parts that are only accessible with those characters. Yes. And you can't go back to the other parts once you go past them. Okay. So there's a lot of <laughs> weird breaks in the game. We didn't get to because it was in a different language, but overall, it seemed like it could be pretty fun. Yeah, now see, some of these Super Famicom games, they have a... 
character on the front or or even like example Super Mario World says Super Mario World on it. Right. Uh, but this game was straight up Japanese. Just the title. Just the title with like green shrubbery. Right. And and the only way I found out before it said Gaia Gensuke, I actually looked it up and I just typed in 1993 Enix Super Famicom. And then I looked at a list on Wikipedia of what games came out. Narrowed it down to one or two, and then when it said Gaia Gensuke, I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah. And then I clicked it, and it happened to be Illusion of Gaia. Yeah. So um, I, I would say, so from what I've played on this game, I would say I am interested in going to pick up Illusion of Gaia now, you know, so that I can actually play it right. to its full capability, because the game played really well. It was interesting. I was interested to kind of, you know, uh, figure out what the hell exactly is going on. Right. And, um, you know, I would give it a solid six bits. I'd give it a five. Mostly because the game, the art, the combat system seemed kind of clunky. Yeah. As far as, like, items go, you know? But I, yeah. It seemed okay. very clunky. The item system and everything seemed weird. But, yeah. again, because we don't understand what the hell's going on, right. it might make more sense. So, yeah. This version I'm going to have to say four just because I had no clue what was going on. But I could see if I got... What do you got against oh. Japanese? If, if I could read Japanese, it would have made the gameplay much more enjoyable. Penalizing just because of the language that they use and language speak barriers. And I played the game with with the language barrier. You were into it. I was into it. You were into <laughs> yeah, it. I was going through it. it. I didn't know what was we going gener- on. We I generally put it. in, you know, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes into a game, all three of us combined, mm-hmm. you know, before we do retro. And uh, you put in, like, almost an hour by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I was you trying were, to figure yeah. it out. You're having a good it was, time. It was like a puzzle too. It makes for better retro relapse. So. Yeah, but yeah, it was fun. Um, uh, Illusion of Gaia, though, um, the actual American, you know, North American release will run you about thirty dollars. Uh, if you get just a cartridge, I think you can actually get maybe around twenty. But I, I've seen complete in box between thirty and forty, and um, seems like a pretty cool RPG if you're into the RPG Super Nintendo RPGs. So check it out. But. That's been Retro Relapse, guys. And we do this every week. We take suggestions. So if you have a game that you want us to play, it can be on NES, it can be on Atari, it can be on... Coleco. Really, anything. Um, I think we make the cutoff right now on the original Xbox, that ge- that generation. Yeah, uh, PlayStation 1, I guess, would be the cutoff for that. We've done PS2. Oh, yeah, we did do PS2. Yeah, so PS2. Because oh, it, be it, it would be PS2, Xbox One, GameCube. Yeah. That's that you know anything newer than that we're not, we're not considering a part yeah, of so retro no three sixty no one no PS four right or PS three yeah so um, or we you yeah or, or we. we yeah or we yeah yep so guys we do we do requests though so if you have a game that you want to suggest you can go to bxab.com, go right to the podcast page and right in the episode just comment on hey for retro relapse you guys should check this game out and we will. As long as it's not a eight hundred dollar game to purchase, <laughs> but other than that, um, we'll let Jazzy buy it. Yeah, we'll let Jazzy buy it. Dragon seeds, dragon seeds. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, but uh, you can also uh, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any of those places. You can request stuff. We'll make we'll make a note of it and, and try to try to hunt it down if we don't already own it. But there you go. We played. Uh, what's it? What's it actually called for the version that we played? Gaia Gensuke. Gaia Gensuke, like that. Gaia Gensuke. Godzilla!
Gojira. 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 It okay. was easier for me to do the videos this week because I didn't have to like keep redoing the videos because I got the name wrong because I just go, we have no clue what we're playing. I gave everybody the option. I had three games. I had X-Men Mutant Apocalypse. Okay. I had Super Mario Kart, the original. And then I had, at the time, no clue. Yes. <laughs> which turned into be Gaia. But... Uh, and of course, we all voted for guy for the no clue. Granted, you said before that we even chose you were going to make the decision anyways, <laughs> which was going to be that. Yeah, I kind of had a feeling. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing: I had a feeling you both would vote that way. If you would have both gone Mario Kart, I was going to be shocked and be like, "Well, we're going with the the question mark." But I think we'll, we have some more. We have more Famicom games in the collection. I think we need to, and a lot of them I've never put in the system. So we need to explore a little bit more. We have a SquareSoft one that's a yeah. sequel. Yeah, we got it. Yes, SquareSoft something two. Yeah, SquareSoft blah, 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 two. Yep. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. And I have two copies of it too for some reason. Ah, huh, all right. So there you guys have it. Um, cool. We'll see you next week on the uh, retro relapse. But we need to move into some fan zone. Fan zone? The fan zone. What's the fan zone? It's emails. Oh. <laughs> like fans. I was like, are you calling like, like fantasy football no, like or something fans different? And then like the zone. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not official. Oh, okay, good. Here's some emails. You write them, we read them. It's time for emails on Bit by 8 Bit. All right, guys. So this is the part where you send in your questions that we can answer about whatever. You might have. Hey, who would win in a match, Mario or Sonic? Things like that. You can always send your questions in to info at bx8b.com. That's info at bx8b.com. You can hit us up our questions right through the Facebook page, shoot our page a message, or post it right in the feed. We'll make a note of it. But send your questions in about anything from recent releases and what we think of Fallout 4 to, like I said, who's going to win in a fight, Jazzy, or J, Mortal Kombat, Scorpion vs. Sub-Zero. It's J with Sub-Zero every time. But in case you uh, want to ask it, you can. Let's get into it. Jazzy, what do you got for me? I see you're already pulling something up. Yeah, I've got a question from Squirt. And she says, You're stranded somewhere, but you can only play one game and with one person. What game and what person do you pick? Oh, so I get to so I get to bring someone with me. Oh, I get so to we play get a game. We get, get to ruin play, friendship. You only get to play one game, and you get to bring one person. What game and what person? This do is per, do I have to know this person, or it could be anybody? I, I would assume it could be anybody. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I would bring. Oh man, that's a good question. Yeah. I would have to do something like. I don't want to ruin friendships by having to pick between you two because I love you both so much. Well, it doesn't have so to. So I'm going to take the safe way out. All okay, right, good, good, good. I'm going to play Doctor Mario 64 with my mother. There you go. Okay, that's good. That's a good choice. You can't be mad at me for that. <laughs> I'm going to piss. True. I'm going to piss everybody off, including my wife, and I'm going to say Olivia Munn, and I'm going to cheat like uh, like Retro Mike did, and I'm going to go with. Uh, Mario All-Stars, because that way I get like four or five, six games in one cartridge. And who doesn't like Super Mario World, you know? Like, who doesn't like who doesn't like these old, these because it has Super Mario World on it, too. Mm-hmm. So you get Super Mario True. World, and then you get True. the originals. 
That's you know, a good choice, right and it's there. a great way for me to like win over Olivia Munn's heart, so I can steal her from Aaron Rodgers, and then we can, you know, yeah, Psylocke and I can just have a life together. Um, I would probably choose my brother and the Mega Man Legacy Collection. Now you see, yes, yes, so that we can have competitions on who's better. Eventually, it's going to be me, yeah, all then, the time. It'll be you until he kills you, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, usually that's how it's going to go. Yep. Interesting question. Thank yeah. you, Squirt. Thank you. All right. So next Tony's up. my brother. Next up we have Tony. Uh, Tony wants to know who at BX8B has the rarest game. How much at its current market value? I'm not even in that group, so <laughs> go for it, Jay. Yeah. We know it's you. Until yeah. I get Dragon Seeds. No. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be me uh, yep. just because I am the collector of the group for sure. But uh, what is my most valuable game? If we're going just game, I probably would think it's Chrono Trigger because I have it complete in the box in mint condition. So that puts it around $400, I think, for a Super Nintendo game. Yeah, I think that's probably it. You know, my personal gem is my complete in-box mint Super Metroid. Right. But it's not worth as much. So, And Earthbound's up there, too. But it's just the cartridge. So, yeah, I think it's going to have to be Chrono Trigger. Cool. I don't have anything <laughs> that you, cool. You used to. Oh, well, I'm, no, I don't think I've ever had anything that valuable. I got real lucky on that one, though. Yeah. I have, like, I think I have, like, the gold Majora's Mask, maybe, but not complete in box. Um, See, I have I have Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time, Collector's Edition, complete in box, but not as valuable as Chrono Trigger. Right. So. See, all of my old games that would be worth money are just, like, games that I just still have from when I was a kid, so I don't have, like, the Collector's Edition where it's still right. complete in box. Well, none stuff, of us did. So. Like, yeah, well, I, like I, threw the, I threw the box away after I was yeah. done opening I had the Funko Land back in the day. All my shit went to Funko Land every oh, yeah. time a new yeah. system came out, and, well, now and, then I kicked my, yeah, and then I kicked myself with in the face for it because now I'm going around and trying to get a, the best deal I can on some of this stuff without, you know, like, breaking the bank because I want it again. So, kids... For younger younger people listening to this, remember this moment. Your parents will tell you to like cherish these things and hold on to things, and you will always hock them away for the next cool thing that comes out. Actually pay attention and listen, because it's going to come to bite you back in the ass. It might, it might not, because now with the internet, which we didn't have back in the day, it makes things a little bit more accessible. It's not about accessibility. I can play... Like, I don't need any of these games on my shelf to play them. No, I understand. No, I, yeah, you know, I, I understand that. It, but. It's the concept that, like, when when you... Like, there's some games I've never played that are on my shelf. Right. But the fact that when I grab them, like, I like they have a memory to me. They have they bring back a whole... Oh, con- you're talking memory-wise? You're not talking, like, money-wise? No, I'm not talking... Yeah. Oh, I thought like, you were talking money-wise. I don't care what my collection's worth. Oh, I know. You know? I, that's like, a, I took it the wrong way. I don't think I... I honestly... Unless something changes drastically in my life and I had to sell them, I don't, I don't really care what mm-hmm. they're worth because I would never sell them. Right. Yeah, it's like even when people are like, hey, I'll trade you this for that. It's like, well, if, unless I have two of them, I don't want to trade it. So, yeah. Um, and you think they're just oh, they're just cooler now. So, like, wait 20 yeah. years, and then we're going to look back and be like, oh, my gosh, my Pip-Boy edition Fallout 4. I remember exactly. putting be $100 cool into that game, and I still have the it like in its little container. Yeah. Right. You know, so. yeah, it's pretty cool. I definitely 
am all about that. Um, thanks for the question, Tony. Next up, we have Sci-Fi AJ. Sci-Fi oh, AJ yeah. says, hey, guys, shout out to Chops for taking me on the referral quest in Destiny. It was dope. It's not done yet. It's not done yet. It's not done yet. <laughs> you got a long but ways to dope. go. Um, I heard in the Fallout there are different uh, factions to choose in the main storyline. What factions did you guys go with and why? Thanks and game on. Do you want to hit this or you want me to hit this? Um, you, currently, you, I'm going with all of them. Yeah. Because you can, but at some point there's a choice. So there's, there's four total. There's the Minutemen. Yep. There's the Brotherhood of Steel. Yep. There's the Railroad. And there's the Institute. All very different. Yes. And you can be friendly with all of them up until end game decision making gameplay. So you could literally do everything with each of the factions, keep them pretty, you know, cool with each other and go help them all out until you get to end game content, in which then you legit get to pick one. All right. There you so, go. So I don't want to say which one you should pick because I mean I'm gonna I, I'm leaning. Chops hasn't finished the game yet. I'm so leaning towards railroad right now. That's what I, I'm leaning towards. Mine, mine was railroad. Okay, okay. I'll so tell you that. Mine is I don't play the game. So yep, there you go. <laughs> All right, there you go. Sci-fi AJ, thanks for the uh, question, and um, you guys are back at your quests uh, tomorrow. Yep, cool. So, <clears throat> All right. Uh, next up, we have. God of Games, AJ. So um, he wants to know what games have been more disappointing than The Division. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's wow. none. Because yeah, The Division it, doesn't exist. Oh, <laughs> never will. Um, that's a tough one. A, a game that's been more disappointing than this, this game. Battleborn. Battle, Battleborn? The beta. Don't talk. Was, Did you sign up for it? It was playable. Yeah, I wouldn't talk about it. They sue your ass. Oh yeah, never mind. Yeah, you signed paperwork. Oh yeah, I did. I did not. I totally forgot about that. I did not, and I watched the gameplay, and I did not partake in the gameplay. So 2K cannot come after me, go. and I can say you got some work to do, and there is a reason you delayed your game. So let me change my answer. Destiny when it first came out. No, not worse than the division. Are you kidding? Well, me? I didn't play the division, so I don't, I don't really know. You can't play the division. Exactly. So I have nothing to base my answer on. You should have played the division six <laughs> months ago. Is what is basically what we're at uh, right now. Maybe longer, but the division is um, ET. The problem with the yeah, they're they're, they're possibly a good <laughs> answer. Superman sixty four. Yeah, games that aren't playable would be worse than division. Valkyria because Chronicles. they exist and you can't play them. Right. At least this game doesn't exist yet. Valkyria okay? Chronicles because shut your whore mouth. Game is still here. That game is great. Shut your fucking mouth. That game is never fantastic. It. Shut up. You never played I it. I own it. But you never played it. That's right. I own it just Because you don't want to do... You want to go through the pain that I went through. I own it just to spite you. I literally... When I, when I saw it, I picked it up. I was like, this needs to be on my shelf just for chaps. Anyways. Uh, yeah. I would say any game that exists that is so broken that it's unplayable technically would be worse than Division. And I can only come up with a few, like Superman 64, E.T. Battlefield. Brink. Brink. I oh, I hated Brink. That was the worst game I've ever touched. What game? Battlefield or Battlefront? Battlefront. Star Wars? No, no, no. Battlefield. Oh, Battlefield, Battlefield 4. Battlefield 4. Yeah, that was very broken. Um, But they fixed that, so. Division, though, I, 
Man, the problem I have with Division and the reason why it is hard to pick a game that's, that is more disappointing is because when, when they first presented Division, it was a game that the it looked and the possibilities were like, oh my god, this is going to be the coolest thing ever. And then as it got delayed and they started to release news of it, the game changed mm-hmm. because they were like, oh, you know what? We can't do what we said we can do. And that's where I'm just kind of like... Yeah, the game gets worse and worse. The yeah. first time we saw it, it looked amazing, and if you watched what they have into the game right now, it's way it's so worse. different. Yeah. It's it's not what they first were going to bring in. It's a different game, and that's what scares me. But we'll see. I'll back you up on the Star Wars Battlefront, though, it, with an addendum to it. Star I Wars. Didn't, I didn't mean Star Wars Battlefront. I, well, I'll, I'll say Star Wars Battlefront, okay. <laughs> but only the first four times I try to get into a match, and it kicks me out of the lobby. Fix oh your damn servers God. so I can play your game. Yeah, but when you get in the game, there's no chance that yeah. it, it's yeah, yeah. way better in division. It is it's very awesome. frustrating. It's an awesome game, game, but just getting into it is just killing me. All right, so thanks for the question. Um, got a games AJ. Yeah. So uh, next up, we have Lucas. And he wants to say, hello, Internet. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Since we are close to the holidays, what was your most memorable video game-related Christmas gift? Uh, also, what is your favorite moment if uh, in accomplishment in a video game? Mine would be Diablo 2 moment when I stayed up all night to kill Ubers and got some good drops. So, uh, let's start with the first part. The best Christmas gift Video game related item I've ever I've ever been part of would have to be. I, there was one year that I got a P, PS2 was new. It was so hot you couldn't find it anywhere, and my parents drove all the way to Ohio. I'm from Michigan, so parents drove to Ohio, waited in line for seven hours, and got me a PS2, and then realized that they didn't want to watch me play video games every day, every hour that I could. So they went out and bought me a TV and a little entertainment center. It was my first TV and my first entertainment center. That wasn't like a super junky, you know. Right. And uh, so I had, like, for Christmas, I got that and got to, you know, I got to build my entertainment center and then go into my room and kind of felt cool because I was setting my own, like, you know, I had my own setup finally. And I had a PS2, which was super exciting. So that probably is, like, one of the biggest moments that I can remember in video game Christmas history for me what about you for me one of the ones I remember the most was when I got my Sega 32X <laughs> I was so excited for it one because I snuck into my parents room and saw the gifts that I was gonna get and then faked it on Christmas and they all knew and like yelled at me for it <laughs> um, but mostly because I was super excited for the Spider-Man game that it came with yeah and then super disappointed by how <laughs> terrible that Spider-Man game was. Yeah. But that's one of my fondest memories is getting that 32X and hooking it up and playing it for the first time. Along with every other horrible 32X game. Uh, yeah. Yep. 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 That's about right. Yep. <laughs> Jazzy? Um, I remember the best memory of one, memorable one for me was I ended up getting Mario Kart 64. And it wasn't necessarily like the game that excited me because I thought it was really cool and all. As you know, as a kid, I think I was excited for every video game thing that I got. But it was just cool because like that Christmas we ended up throwing it in and my whole family got involved. Yeah. So oh, we literally sweet. just like we're playing 
<laughs> this, the Mario Kart 64 like on Christmas Day yeah, for like sweet. half the day. So it was really cool. Super cool. Um, and then your favorite moment in a, of an accomplishment in a video game. <sighs> Probably the first time I beat uh, Super Metroid. That was that was a big moment for me. I really really liked that. Um, or probably um, Ocarina of Time when I beat Ocarina of Time. I feel like those mean more to me when I was younger. You know, now I actually try to beat games and I have the concept of like wanting to beat a game. But back yeah. then, when you actually got into a game that much that you sat down and you completed it. That was like impressive, and <laughs> yeah, because you, you well, you had to figure out a lot of it yeah. on your own, right? Yeah, that too. You didn't have uh, the all the help you can get now with the internet and everything. Uh, one of the, my more recent ones was Resident Evil Four, and just like I got to the point where I could start a new game and I had everything unlocked, and like it was crazy. I had the the laser gun that shot across the level, where like. To a point where it, it, like, broke the game. Like, it went through the game, <laughs> through the levels and buildings and stuff so that you would be able to kill things. And and so, like, pl- playing the shit out of Resident Evil 4 and just unlocking every single thing on the Wii, remind you. I played on the Wii, where you had to swipe the, the Wii remote to use your knife. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. I actually had to aim with the Wii remote, too. Wow. Oh, wow. That, yeah, forget that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I played four. That. I played four on the GameCube where it was meant to be played. Oh no, I played on the Wii. It was crazy. Um, what about you, Jesse? Um, mine would probably be a tie between two, and it's just because we I put so much time into it that when I finally did beat it, it was like a huge feat for me. But that would be first one's Final Fantasy VII. I put tons of time in that game, so when I finally defeated Sephiroth, it was like the greatest thing ever. And then, um. The other one would be actually World of Warcraft. In the Lich King expansion, we had the same raid group. Uh, so we had our group of, of people that we did each week. We'd go once or twice a week. We'd go into uh, you know the raid and try to defeat all the bosses. And it took us months with this same group. Just over and over, wiping and wiping and wiping. And then when we finally defeat Arthas and beat the raid, it was so awesome because <laughs> you spend so much time just literally doing the same fight over and over again and not doing it that yeah. when you finally beat it it's just it feels I can imagine, so good yeah I can imagine I couldn't imagine months but like the, the time that we took for Oryx the first time we finally beat Oryx I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah. and then the trust showed up and I got nothing and I was like fuck this game <laughs> but alright so yeah thanks for the question there um uh, that was Lucas. So, yeah, thanks, Lucas. Next up, we have Button Masher Caleb. Button Masher says, Yo, guys, sorry if you already talked about this, but what are your thoughts on the Video Game Awards? They were awesome. Um, loved that they that they ratted out Konami, which we <laughs> talked about. Yep. Greg Miller won, absolutely. And my pick, Witcher 3, won Game of the Year. What is your guys' Game of the Year? Game on and get on my level in Fallout 4, which is a solid 50 right now. I need help. <laughs> Jazzy's already got you beat. So you better so get on, It's the first time I could say it legit. Say it, say it. Get on my level, Caleb. Yeah, that's good. He's probably already beat you by now. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah this While came, the show was going Yeah, this out. text came in about 38 minutes ago. So, yeah, so yeah. it's just um, But... Um, we, we, the only thing I'll reference here, we talked about everything earlier, so you, you've already heard what we thought, but uh, my game of the year would have been Bloodborne. Your game of the year, Chops, would have been Dying Light. Yeah. 
Dying Light. And Jazzy's game of the year would have been? Mine, honestly, probably would have been Witcher 3. Okay. So there you go. I would have thrown Until Dawn there. I really enjoyed that game. Until Dawn was cool. I could have seen Until Dawn in an indie type of war, yeah. maybe. Um, cool. Thank you for the question. And uh, next up we have Xander. It's time to tarnish your nerd cred. Uh-oh. Oh, here we go. Probably coming at me. Which iconic game series have you never played or played very little of? I have put an embarrassingly little amount of time and effort towards playing any of the Dragon Quest games. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. So he wants us to call ourselves out. Um, let's very see. Very little time. Very little time. Hmm. There's a couple of big names that like I would love to go back and play and just give them a whirl because they everybody says they're great games, but I just never picked them up and did it because I had other stuff going on. So Uncharted, never played. I've uh, never, yeah. Borderlands, never played a Borderlands game. Uh, Uncharted, never played besides the Vita version, which is the doesn't even count. I don't even think they consider it part of the canon anymore. Um... I've never played a Mass Effect game. I've played very little Fallout. Um, until Diablo 3, I never played Diablo. And if I'm going to go back to an old, you know, to an older series that's been around, like I would have to say Final Fantasy. You know, I played 7. And I touched a couple other ones, but never liked them. And they, and generally, they were bad. They were bad Final Fantasy games. But I never played ten. I never played. You know, um, so I have them all on my shelf now. But uh, and hopefully, I'll one day get to put some time into them. But yeah, the Final Fantasy world to me exists as seven and a couple CGI movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And sorry, and Final Fantasy Online, which was the first version of it. Oh yeah, which was terrible. I guess my my most current one is Metal Gear Solid Five, because I've only played two hours. Yeah, but that's just one game. He says like a franchise. Yeah, I've played a lot like, of Metal Gear. Okay, I've played a lot of Metal Gear. I yeah. guess it's hard for me because I've played a lot of franchises. Yeah, there's got to uh, be a franchise. Gears out. of War. There I never go. really played. Yeah, uh, there's some Xbox ones that probably that I've never really dug into. I mean, Gears is a good one. I, I don't really... I at least try some of them for a good while. Oh, oh, here's a big one. And Caleb will understand that I, this, because we talked about this the other night. Bioshock. Yeah, I've never... There you oh, go. Yeah, I've Bioshock. never played Bioshock. Yeah. I've played, I've played a little bit of, of the first Bioshock. Same here. Same here. Hated it. Yeah. Absolutely hated it. Okay. And then I've played a little of the third one with Brian. Yeah. And that was it. And I can tell you that every time I see Bioshock, I'm like, man, I really need to play that well, game. Then, like, I wish I could get into it because yeah. it looks like such a cool game. Especially Bioshock and Infin- uh, Infinite. Infinite. Look, this is so, the last one. It yeah. looked so cool, and I just never played it. Yep. So yeah, so that's another good one. You two guys, this is like this will be, probably be the the biggest call out for me. You two guys will know this just because you know I'm a Sony fanboy. But like every other gamer in the world that has ever picked up this game and thinks it's the most amazing thing ever, I have never, ever played a Halo game. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty impressive considering how how popular yeah, it's a it huge, is. Yeah, that's one of those games that like even if you go over your buddy's house, yeah, you play you with them. That's how it was the call, it was the call how, of duty yeah, of our yeah. generation. That is how I got introduced to Halo. Yeah. I never. I didn't play it and I, I knew of it, but I was like, what is this? And then I went over to my buddy's house and I didn't have an Xbox 
And then I played Halo, and I had an Xbox shortly after. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that's a good one. Uh, I'd say the Elder Scrolls games, too. Yeah. I played, I played Skyrim, and that was basically it. I never I yeah. played Oblivion, but I didn't play a lot of it, and I never played Morrowind. I never played any of the other ones. Yeah. Oh, all those games are great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's like you said, like I watched, a Dragon Quest type of thing, though. It's right. very similar. Yeah. In that. Well, I'm right, yeah, yeah. I watched somebody play Morrowind, and I was like, fuck, this game is sweet. He was like, flying. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, how did you do that? I, um... I will side with Xander though and say I've played very little Dragon Quest. I've only played Dragon Quest eight, yeah, or seven or whatever it was. Yep. Um, I I played the first one a little bit once, but Dragon so. Quest eight. If you're gonna play a Dragon Quest game of newer ones, like or, I mean, even in like the last fifteen years, I, I'd say Dragon Quest eight on the PS2 is the way to go. Yep. So there you go, Xander. There's some uh, some series that we haven't touched a lot of. Uh, Dragon Quest being his. And, uh, well, multiple for us. But thanks for the question, Xander. And I'm going to move us into the best for last. Unless anybody else has anything. Do, 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 I do, 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 do. Here we go. Here we Let's go. get filthy go. with some DD. That's right. Sup, fools. It's your boy, Dirty Dylan. With Star Wars out next week, I want to know if Jedi and Sith had to fight with their dicks instead of lightsabers. Who would be the most powerful? May the boner be with you, DD. Well, I mean, there's an <laughs> obvious answer in this. It's easy. It's a Sith. Oh, oh, you, okay. I thought you meant which uh, person of no, them. No, I'm picking the side, but yeah, but we should have a person. Oh, too. oh, well, I'd obviously say Mace Windu because it's Sam Jackson. That's the obvious answer <laughs> right there. <laughs> His would be the most powerful. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> how can okay? If you're gonna if you're gonna play that card, if you're if we're gonna play that card, you're comparing you know African Americans to to just to white people. Yeah, but there's aliens involved. You're right, and the I don't know can, what the aliens are like, so right. I'm just going so, with my with my knowledge of the races that I, I can relate to. <laughs> oh it would be God, him. This is so it would God. be him. Oh, oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is the first time we're going to get banned from the internet. Yeah, right? Nah. Bye there's bye. been worse things said. Goodbye, internet. There's Goodbye, been worse internet. things said. Um, I would have to say... But yeah, Sith definitely would win. Mostly not... You just picked Mace Windu. <laughs> he's a Jedi. <laughs> well, that's just like that's, dead. The, that's the joke answer. Oh, oh. Like, oh. like you know... As, oh, this is a serious question. This is, this is a serious question. <laughs> Sith will win because not only would theirs be the most fierce... But they'd have hate. But it would hate... and it'd be hate the mo- boners it'd be, are the worst. It would be the most deadly... Because it probably had the most diseases. That and hate boners are dangerous. They'd okay. probably have yeah. some wicked herpes. Yeah. Uh, Palpatine's probably looks like a fried up sausage, uh, Pal- too. I think Palpatine probably wouldn't participate. No, Palpatine. Because his would just be a bone. Yeah. Literally, there would be no flesh With, on like, it. consistent electricity <laughs> just orbing it's, around it. It's him. basically oh, like a Tesla, like, yeah. coil. Tesla <laughs> coil. Tesla coil. <laughs> Tesla coil. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that is why the Sith would win. They have Tesla coil dicks. <laughs> Holy shit! That's right. I mean, come on. You can't. You can't beat that. So uh, yeah, Sith would win. Unlimited boners. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. I got nothing else to say after that. 
That was it. Uh, DD, thank you for the question as <laughs> yeah, always. He's like, oh, fuck. I can't say anything. Yeah. I didn't even have to say anything. <laughs> like, after uh, that, yeah. It, yeah, you can't Jay, beat that. Jay said it's over, so it's over. Boulders! <laughs> <laughs> I, just picture, I just picture that scene. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just a raging boulder coming. Like, he's not, no electricity is coming from his hands. You just see from bottom of the screen. <laughs> Giant ass boulder. It's like, no, it's coming from his hands, and all of a sudden it starts to dissipate his, and relocate itself his to his fingers, crotch. His fingers turn into dicks. Yeah. No, now now we're getting just <laughs> And it becomes oh, Starballs. Okay. Well, in that case, um, clearly you uh, have some experience in the porn industry. Yes. <clears throat> copyright. Copyright. There we go. We, we own that now. So, all right, uh, guys. <laughs> DD, thank you for the question as always. And uh, that's been emails. Again, guys, you can always send your questions in all week long to info at bx8b.com. Uh, send in your questions. We'll bank them up, and we'll use them every week uh, on the podcast. Yes. You can send them into uh, our social media as well. So go check out our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, BX8B Gaming. Just search BX8B Gaming, and you will find us. Of course, guys, you can always come hang out with us at bxap.com, and you can go to the podcast page and, and uh, communicate with us. You can check out all of our YouTube videos, our Twitch streams, all that fun jazz right at bxap.com. We'd like to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, DetroitBeardCollective.com. Uh, right now, guys, again, if you go there and do some holiday shopping or maybe you need to do a little personal shopping so you look great for the holidays, go there, spend $25.00. Use the BX8B code BX8B and get 20% off. So $25 or more, mm-hmm. I should say. So thanks to our sponsor. And uh, that's about it. You got anything else you guys want to say or plug? Uh, you can always find us on the PlayStation Network. Uh, Jay is Grimlock the Dino 9. Chops is I Am Ham Ham. And Jazzy is Jazzy Fiddle. That's Jazz, the letter E. And then fiddle. You would think yours, like, you wouldn't have to explain, but yeah, you do. You do, just because yeah. I get, like, a lot of IE and all yeah, that exactly. stuff. So. so, all right, well, guys, um, hit us up. Send some friend requests where we usually raid in Destiny on Thursdays and Fridays. We're PvPing every Monday. Uh, we stream on Thursdays, which is the uh, Let's Play slash We Beat It uh, area where we try to play games and do walkthroughs, but we have you guys help us. So, um, tune in. And check us out. Until next week, we air every Thursday on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Overcast. So thanks for tuning in to episode 82 of the BXAP podcast. We'll see you next week. And as always, game on! On Blemethead Boulders! Thanks for listening to Bit by A Bit. Make sure you search us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube by searching BX8B Gaming. Thank you for tuning in on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Overcast. And thanks for watching all of our streams all week long at twitch.tv slash bit by 8 bit. Game on.